Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me today. I pray that as you watch this broadcast, that God is going to speak something into your spirit that will change your world. Praise God. Change your circumstances and cause you to become the winner that God wants you to be. We've been talking about for the last three weeks, this is our fourth week now, talking about making the prophetic word your world. God wants what He is saying to you prophetically. And, you know, if you've been following this ministry for quite some time, you know, each and every year, the Lord gives me a prophetic word. I preach it everywhere I go. And praise God, we get testimonies from people all over the world that it's coming to pass in their life. And God wants it to come to pass in your life. He wants it to become your world. Now, listen to this scripture, 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 18. Paul says to Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. You must take the prophetic word and war a good warfare with it. In other words, you keep standing on it and don't give up until it comes to pass. Now, the prophetic word that the Lord gave me for 2018 was this. He said, tell them I want them to say every day, keep on their lips and keep in their prayers, Lord, show me your glory. God wants to show you His glory, His presence, His power, and His goodness. Now, you take that prophetic word and war a good war warfare with it. Watch now as I take you into this live service where we was teaching on this, and praise God, I believe it's going to inspire your faith. Hallelujah. So out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever's in your heart in abundance, that's what's going to come out. Can you say amen? amen? Then verse 37 says this, Matthew chapter 12, verse 37. For by your words you shall be justified. By your words, you shall be condemned. Now notice your words, they're not just, they're not just out there and they don't have any other effect on you, a future effect. By your words, something's going to happen. Whether they're positive or negative. You're justified or you're condemned. Now here's what the word justified means here. Uh, well, the Amplified says it this way. For by your words, reflecting your spiritual condition. Your words reflect your spiritual condition. It locates you. And then it says, by your words, reflecting your spiritual condition, you will be justified or you will be condemned. And the word condemned here means to pronounce a sentence upon just like you stand in a, in a courtroom and you've done something against the law and, and you're found guilty, then there's a sentence passed on you. Your words, if they don't line up with God's word, there is a sentence about to be pronounced on you. Satan will take advantage of that. He's always looking for an opportunity. The Bible says, the apostle Paul said, Give the devil no place. And most people give him place by what's coming out of their mouth. Can you say amen? amen? So condemned means to pronounce a sentence upon. Now, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2, Solomon talks about this. Thou art snared or trapped with the words of your mouth. Thou art taken 
and the Amplified, or the, uh, the dictionary says, taken here means affected by. You're trapped by your words and you're affected by your words. In other words, you bring a sentence on yourself. You trap yourself. You don't even need the devil. You're trapping yourself by your own words. Can you say amen? amen? So if you think your words have nothing to do with your outcome, then you're sadly mistaken. Let's take a quick look at someone who learned this lesson the hard way in the Bible. This man's name was Job. Anybody remember Job? Go with me to Job chapter 3. Job chapter 3. Job chapter 3, verse 1 says, now this is after Satan had launched this onslaught against Job and his family. And verse 1 says, after this, open Job his mouth. Now, <laughs> you're going to talk after an attack. Yeah. <laughs> you can't help it. You're going to talk after Satan has launched an attack against you. You're going to open your mouth. And what comes out of your mouth will either make you or break you. So notice here, after this attack was launched against him and his family, Job opened his mouth. Verse 2, And Job spake and said, Let the day pass, or let the day perish, wherein I was born, and the night in which it was said, there is a man-child conceived. Now, he's already regretting that he was ever born. Why was I ever born? I wish, I wish I'd never been born. See, he's, he's speaking out of his anguish. He's speaking out of the pressure that he's under. Then verse 11 says, Why died I not from the womb? Why did I not give up the ghost when I came out of the belly? Now, here's what the message translation says. Then Job broke his silence. That is a powerful point. Sometimes you just need to learn to be quiet. If you can't talk the word, shut up. One of the most valuable lessons Kenneth Copeland gave me back in 1969 when I first met him. And I'm trying to tell him, you know, I wanted him to pray for me, and I'm trying to tell him what I was going through and all this stuff, and he just stood there with him piercing eyes looking at me. I knew I looked like I needed sympathy. <laughs> but here's what came out of his mouth. Jerry, you need to learn the vocabulary of silence. If you can't talk to words, shut up. And then he walked off. I thought, the vocabulary of silence? What in the world is that? I never even heard that phrase. And he didn't bother explaining. He just walked off and left me with that. I got so mad at him. That's not what I wanted to hear. I wanted him to say, it's that woman he gave us thou. <laughs> or I wanted him to say, <laughs> you know, well, Job said that. Huh? I'm in trouble. And uh, I, I didn't want it to be my fault. 
Look at your neighbor and say, I know he's telling the truth. We don't want it to be our fault that all of this is happening. Huh? And, and I'm thinking, why wouldn't he? I thought I asked him a decent question. Why wouldn't he bother explaining so I could understand what my problem was? He said, your problem is your big mouth and you need to learn the vocabulary of silence. And if you can't talk the words, shut up. And he just walked off. I got so mad at him. I walked in that room where I had his reel-to-reel tapes on my little reel-to-reel tape recorder. I pulled that favorite message off. I went out in the street and I rolled it down the street. And I watched 900 foot of tape just roll down the road. And I went in the house to get tape number two and I started to roll it. And the Spirit of God said, the answer to your problem is rolling down the street. I said, Lord, I'm probably the only person in this whole church that likes him. <laughs> and he had to, he had to, to insult me and, and he wouldn't answer my question. And he said, son, what he's trying to say to you is this. If you can't talk the word when you're under pressure, be silent until you can talk the word. Just be quiet because what comes out of your mouth next is going to make you or break you. And Satan hopes that that you will begin talking about this never works for me. It never happens for me. I'll never get out of debt. I'll always be broke. And now you just put yourself in a trap. You snared yourself and he will take advantage of that. Can you say amen? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, this really is a good sermon. You should be shouting. Hallelujah. I'm so glad every time somebody would tell Kenneth Hagin, Brother Hagin, don't you know anything else? You've been preaching this for 50 years. He said, when you get this, we'll move on to something new. (laughs) Amen. A lot of people hadn't got this yet. Now it says, then Job broke his silence and he spoke up and cursed his fate. Notice he said the wrong things. He spoke up. He broke his silence and spoke the wrong thing. Sometimes breaking your silence is the worst thing you can do. And then it goes on to say, uh, talking about the day he was born and he said, blank out the night that I was conceived. Let it be as a black hole in space. May God above forget it ever happened. Erase it from the books. May the day my birth be, of my birth be blurred into deep darkness, shrouded by the fog, swallowed up by the night. Boy, this man is angry. <laughs> and he's talking it. Amen? He's talking it. Rip the date off the calendar, he went on to say. Turn that date into pure nothingness. Sounds like somebody's having a bad day. (laughs) Amen. And then he goes on to say in verse 11, why died I not from the womb? Why did I not give up the ghost when I came out of the belly? The message translation says, why didn't I die at birth? My first breath out of my womb should have been my last breath. (laughs) Why? 
He's under pressure. Now, let's not criticize Job too much. I mean, dear Lord, have you read the attacks he went through? But let's keep in mind, this book of Job does not cover this man's whole life. Some people think that all of this happened to Job over a lifetime, that, that, that he spent his life living like this under these attacks. No, most theologians agree that the book of Job only covers between 9 and 12 months of that man's life. Now, I agree, it was the worst 9 to 12 months you've ever read about. But it didn't end with him living in anguish and, 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 and Satan being allowed to just steal everything he had. It ended with God turned the captivity of Job and gave him twice everything he lost. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? But let's find out how Job acted in between. Because, you know, we're talking about a year now. What will you be saying this year while you're waiting for the prophetic word to come to pass? How will you be talking while you're waiting for the prophetic word to come to pass? Now, let's go to Job chapter 6. Praise God. Look at verse 24. Teach me, and I will hold my tongue, and cause me to understand wherein I have erred. How forcible are right words. Hallelujah. Man, looks like the man finally came to a revelation. He must have got a hold of a Kenneth Hagin tape. <laughs> Notice he comes to this place where he says, teach me and I'll hold my tongue. That's a place that every believer needs to come to. Teach me and I will hold my tongue and show me how I have been in error. And then he says, how forcible, how powerful are right words. He learned it the hard way. Amen. The, um, the word erred means used bad judgment. Teach me how I have been using bad judgment. It also means how I have departed from that which is right or acceptable. Teach me. And then verse 30 says, is there iniquity in my tongue? And iniquity here implies sinful, evil speech or an absence or including an absence of spiritual value. The words that were coming out of his mouth, there was no spiritual value to them. They certainly weren't profitable. They weren't helping matters. And so he says, correct me, teach me, and I'll hold my tongue. The Bible says in Proverbs 10, 19, in the multitude of words, there wanteth not sin. But he that refraineth his lips is wise. In the multitude of words, when you just talk and talk and talk and talk, and you never, you never put a guard over your vocabulary, the Bible says eventually your words are going to be sinful. They're going to be words that will ensnare you. They're going to be words that will hold you captive. In the modern English version, it says, in the multitudes of words, sin is not lacking. People that just talk all the time, it won't be long. 
About half what comes out of their mouth will be negative. Thank you for your enthusiasm. The Amplified Bible says, when there are many words, transgression and offense are unavoidable. But he who controls his lips and keeps thoughtful silence is wise. Hallelujah. You want to be wise? Shut thy mouth. Particularly when you're under pressure. Particularly when Satan has launched an attack. Be careful what comes out of your mouth. Don't give him additional ammunition. Can you say amen? This is a great lesson to learn, but most of the body of Christ don't adhere to it. And that's why most in the body of Christ never see the promises fulfilled because they don't think their words have anything to do with it. Yeah, yes, sir. Eh, Brother Jerry, eh, I can talk any way I want to. Well, go ahead and see what your outcome will be. Somebody said, well, if, if our words had anything to do with it, why didn't, when I said four or five times, uh, that just scares me to death. Why didn't I just die if my words have anything to do with it? Because if you died the first time you said it, it would blow Satan's cover. If you said, that just scared me to death, and right in the presence of other people, you just fell over dead. Somebody would say, wow. And then if you said, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that we might die if we do that. And they saw you do it and you died instantly. Well, somebody finally think, you think they have, their words have anything to do with this? That guy said scared him to death and he died right in front of us. They said if they did this, they'd probably die. And they did it and they died. Do you think maybe their words had anything to do with it? See, Satan would blow his cover. Now he's going to let you, he's going to build a case before he passes the sentence. And dear Lord, this revelation has been in the Bible all these years. And folks still don't believe it. And still some of them get mad when I teach it. Some of them ignore it. Can you say amen? But remember what Job said, teach me, and I'll hold my tongue. Teach me. Look at somebody and say, I want God to teach me, and I'll hold my tongue. But do you really mean that? Well, let's find out if Job really meant it. Go to Job chapter 7. Job chapter 7, and look at verse, well, you really need to read verses uh, 1 down to verse 10. I don't have time to do that, but you just watch how Job's speaking after he said, teach me and I'll hold my tongue. Well, he's back to talking negative. He's back to talking, you know, his anguish. And then finally, verse 11, he just, he just, he just blurts it out. Therefore, I will not refrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. His revelation lasted one chapter. <laughs> How long has yours lasted? Mine now is 49 years, praise God, that I learned to put a, a, a guard over my vocabulary. 
Hallelujah. And the promises are coming to pass. Hallelujah. So it sounds like many Christians today, they'll hear it and they let go of it before they get to the car. Or they let go of it before dark. And they start speaking again in the anguish of their spirit. They hear a message like this, get inspired by it, but by dark, they're back to talking doubt and unbelief. And I get blamed for why it's not working. <laughs> David admitted that he experienced this problem too. In Psalm 39, verses 1 through 3, the Amplified Bible says, I said, I will guard my ways that I might not sin with my tongue. I will muzzle my mouth. But you go read the Psalms. <laughs> and most of them all start with negative speech. Now, somewhere during the psalm, he gets a hold of himself, and it turns into something positive. Amen? I will muzzle my tongue. But did David do that all the time? The message translation says, I am determined to watch my steps and tongue so they won't land me in trouble. <laughs> now, be honest. How many of you truly watch your mouth. How many of you truly have put a guard over your vocabulary? I'm not asking for a show of hands. How many of you have felt like giving up and just throw in the towel and quit because it looks like it's not working? Well, that's exactly what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to let go of this revelation because, you know, I said it three times and nothing happened. I don't get what I say. Yeah, you just got what you said. You said it three times and nothing happened. You just got what you said. I'm going to try this side of the auditorium. You said nothing's happening, and you just got what you said. Nothing's happening. Amen? It's working for you. It's working for you just like Jesus said it would, only in the negative. Can you say amen? amen? How many of you have ever heard me say, quitting is not an option? If you truly want your 2018 to be days of glory, days of flourishing, and days of abounding, and I repeat, you must, and I say it again, you must watch what comes out of your mouth, and you must not give up. Hallelujah. Don't treat this lesson today like algebra. <laughs> Amen. You are going to need it for the rest of your life if you want God's best. Give the Lord a good shout. Praise God. Your faith is the title deed to God's promise for the things you are believing to receive from Him. In the inspiring book, Life of Faith, Jerry Savelle shares from the Word how it's impossible to please God without faith. Learn how to release your faith and see beyond your present circumstances. Because living by faith is not a suggestion, it is a biblical command. If you can conceive it, you can receive it. In this powerful three-CD teaching by Jerry Savelle, you will learn how victory and success start on the inside. The Holy Spirit is the artist, God's Word is the oil, and your heart is the canvas. Don't wait any longer. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request this life-changing package, including the book, Life of Faith. 
and the three CD teaching, If You Can Conceive It, You Can Receive It. Discover how to live by faith, to overcome the world by faith, and to be the winner that God has called you to be today. Well, this concludes our study on making the prophetic word your world, and I trust it's been a great blessing to you. Now, next week, we'll start a brand new series, and I want to encourage you to make your plans to join with us, because listen, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And that's what you're going to hear on these television broadcasts. Our ministry has been preaching the Word of Faith for over 49 years, and we don't have any intention of changing. So if you like hearing the Word of Faith, you're watching the right broadcast. Praise God. And let me encourage you once again, because this last time we'll make this special offer. My book entitled, The Life of Faith, 49 years of living the life of faith. I believe I have something to share with you. I know how to do this and praise God, I can teach you how to do it as well. So that's part of our package this week. And then once again, three CDs on if you can conceive it, you can receive it. It all begins on the inside. Victory doesn't happen out here first and then you start seeing it on the inside. You have to see it on the inside before it happens on the outside. I'll teach you how to do that in this three CD series. And once again, that's our special resource package this week. So don't delay. Go to jerrysavelle.org and place your order. Do it right away and we'll send it to you so that you can begin to study it. And praise God, I believe that once you get it in your home and you begin to listen, you begin to read, you're going to be glad you placed your order. Praise God. Also, let me encourage you once again, if you have a prayer request, send it in. We have prayer requests from people all over the world. I love reading those requests. I love praying over them. And I'm not the only one. There are other staff members that pray over them. And we're believing God for your breakthrough. We're believing God for your miracle. It also thrills us to receive your testimonies. And here's one from a lady by the name of Annie Lou. She says, I called your ministry for prayer on my way to a job interview today to request prayer for favor. And I got the job. Thank you very much for praying for me. Annie Lou, we're so happy and thrilled to hear that God blessed you with his favor and you got the job. And I, please, I praise God that he has honored your faith. Not only that, but I believe the best is yet to come. He's not through with you yet. And here's one from George. It says, Brother Jerry, uh, I appreciate the prophetic word that God gives you. I have been confessing this prophetic word that you gave all the way back in 2016 about it being the year of the great breaking loose. I received a call from a friend who wanted to give me about $300 worth of paint. I agreed to take it. But then he said, I needed to take the inventory of the old paint also with the new. I agreed because I have started a new paint company and I wound up with $70,000 worth of paint. And I'd just gotten into the paint selling business. Hallelujah. I saw victory and praise God for it. George, we rejoice with you. And I love that testimony of how that it started out as a $300 blessing and it turned into a $70,000 blessing. Thank you, Lord, for doing this for George and you're no respecter of persons. And I believe the way you've blessed him, you're ready to bless others the same way. Hallelujah. So God is faithful. Say that with me. God is faithful. Amen. 
Join me again next week. As I said, we're going to begin a brand new series. You don't want to miss it. And until then, Jerry Savelle reminding you that your faith will overcome the world.